0: Hello, my guest this week is a key supporter of the Bitcoin SV blockchain and is the creator of next week's London Blockchain Conference to be held over three days in the Queen Elizabeth II Centre, right opposite the Houses of Parliament. He's the founder of CoinGeek and of Air Ventures, the venture capital business behind some of the most promising ESV startups. So I'd like to welcome Calvin Air. Hi, Calvin. Thank you. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations. With Charles Miller. I think it's no coincidence that this conference is in a venue right opposite the Houses of Parliament because there's a a new emphasis on government alongside enterprise, I think, this year. Yes. In order for
1: a blockchain solution to serve government, it's got to have the same unbounded scaling as you need for enterprise. And, of course, with governments, you've got this whole element of government trust. So uh, governments can use this technology to manage data in a way that makes them look really good to their citizens. Uh, they're saving costs. They're being able to provide uh, unique services that weren't possible before. But the flip side of this is this technology will also enable systems that will allow citizens to actually track the honesty and uh, truthfulness of their of their very governments and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds in the world because we do know that a lot of governments
0: don't like things that forced them to be honest. Well, how much interest is there amongst politicians and governments?
1: I think you're gonna find that it's gonna be a lot easier for us to get governments on board with things that make them look good, with, that don't have a lot of risk to them. I think that's how it'll start. But I think as uh, we move forward, I think some governments in the world, most likely the, the, the normal uh, culprits like Northern Europe and places like that, are going to start rolling out trust-based uh, government type uh, applications of this technology. And that'll be very interesting to watch how the world reacts to that. But for right now, I, the focus is mostly on just um, helping governments offer services that are unique to their citizens
0: and saving costs. Another innovation for this year is that we've, you've got two separate stages running parallel. Right. Can you tell me a bit about that?
1: Yeah. I'm, actually, we were going to have three, and we, this was going to be five days, but we thought that we, maybe we would just focus on something uh, that was a little bit easier to chew. But, um, yeah, the, the concept is, is that not everybody wants to see everything that's there. So we're going to have different themes on different stages and allow people to optimize their time better, I think. Um, I think we'll probably go to the full three stages in five days next year.
0: But for those who haven't looked at the program, one stage is more technical, and one is more business-oriented. Yeah, so.
1: and that's actually a little bit of experimenting to see where the audience is. Um, I think we'll learn from this one and decide what we want to put on the various stages. But I, I think once we've gone to a multi-stage uh, um, format, that, there won't be any turning back. That's, that is, I think, the way it'll be going forward.
0: In the publicity for the conference, there's actually no mention of Bitcoin at all and no mention of Bitcoin SV. Right. Is th- so that's deliberate, I'm sure. Yes.
1: And the reason is, is because this conference is about solving big data challenges in a unique way with blockchains, clearly it's in the name, um, for enterprise and government, which uh, uh, you know need massive scaling. And uh, we ran ads to try and find out If there was other people out there that thought that they had a product for this market, and we were very clear about it, uh, we think in order to service this market, you have to have unbounded scaling, uh, you're going to need to be able to do nano payments, and you're going to have to be able to follow all existing laws. Otherwise, why would a government or an enterprise risk their credibility doing something in a space where they've got some uh, reputational uh, risks? So uh, nothing came back, not one person. And I I found that uh, shocking, actually.
0: Right. So basically, the idea is this is not a Bitcoin SV conference. It's a conference for blockchains that have those uh, qualities of Bitcoin SV, but there aren't any others around. At
1: this time, there isn't. Maybe next year. But uh, we will try and find them over the course of the coming year. BSV is just a tool. If someone else has another tool that wants to compete in that space, then the conference
0: is open to them. You don't want a new competitor, though. Yes, why not? The conference is open. But is it also that the word Bitcoin would put off some of the people you're trying to attract in government circles?
1: Yes. Uh, Well, but you're actually conflating two things, I think, because uh, we actually, when we're talking to the government, we often don't use the name Bitcoin because uh, the BTC crowd has really tarnished the name, in my opinion. Um, So we would call it BSV Blockchain and then just focus on, here's how we can solve problems for you. But if you'll notice, we also don't have the name BSV in their blockchain. And, and that's because we want to focus on what the conference is really here
0: for, and that's solving these data challenges. British politicians uh, on a, a select committee a couple of weeks ago recommended that cryptocurrency should be regulated like gambling yeah. rather than under the Financial Conduct Authority. Correct. What, what do you make of that?
1: Uh, well, they're right, but it's actually probably worse than that. Uh, I, I think if you regulated crypto under gaming laws, gambling laws, uh, it would all be illegal. Because in, in casinos, you're not allowed to manipulate the, the odds against your peop- the, your customers without telling them what you're doing, right? And in crypto, that is standard procedure. So it's like gambling only, you know, you know it's like, you know, illegal, unregulated gambling, basically, is what crypto is. So I, I think they're exactly right. I mean, and anybody that thinks that that buys this narrative that crypto is somehow going to if you stop crypto, you're somehow going to kill innovation, has got it completely backwards. Um, innovation on blockchains will happen after the crypto nonsense is cleared out of the way. And that's what our conference is about, real innovation on blockchains,
0: inside the law. That's quite a subtle distinction, though, to have to uh, help uh, politicians and regulators to understand, I expect, isn't it? It is. It is, and uh, ironically, I haven't worried too much about it simply
1: because of how powerful the crypto lobby has been. So they've kind of like, you know, sort of taken care of all that for us right now. And We're over here focusing on what we do, which is the data side. And we're going to educate people in a different direction in a different way. And uh, at some point there will be the the same people we're educating are going to be the same people getting lobbied by the crypto and they're going to the light bulb moment will happen. And they'll say, hold on a sec, (laughs) we don't even need any of this stuff. We can actually use this technology and create a whole new industry, which the
0: UK needs, and uh, not have to worry about crypto. So it's a year since the last conference, which was in Dubai. Mm. What has changed, in your view, in, in the whole PSV world during that last year? Well,
1: let's take a step back. Let's say what's changed in the way people look at blockchains. I think that the regulation that we predicted was going to happen on all the crypto nonsense is happening full throttle. And I think that's only good because it's gonna clear away a lot of the scams and nonsense and it's gonna allow serious people to look through that and see what we're doing. And so I think the timing for us is perfect to have the conference here. I think the rebranding of it so people n- have a better idea what, it, what the conference is about. I think having a permanent home here in London is gonna be good for it because people are gonna get more familiar with us. Uh, hopefully we get more support from the government. Because
0: it's gonna be in London Every year.
1: Correct. Going forward. Yeah. So I actually think that uh, uh, just the general level of understanding about what this technology was originally invented to do is growing. And and once you learn, it's a one-way street. You can't unlearn what this technology can do. Just like you also unfortunately for all the crypto people, you can't unlearn how ridiculous crypto is, right? <laughs>
0: Once you know. One other sort of crossover between uh, the world of crypto and politics I came across was an ad for Ron DeSantis yeah. uh, uh, is saying that he wants to ban CBDC, central bank digital currencies in Florida. Yes. Uh, because they're being promoted by quote Biden bureaucrats. Yeah. And they, quote, threaten economic freedom through government-sanctioned surveillance. Yeah, mm, What do you think about the politics around CBDCs then?
1: Well, he's right. I mean, there is going to be more surveillance if, with CBDCs than you have with cash. Uh, but at the same time, the technology doesn't need CBDCs to be solving the big data challenges that we're focused on. So CBDCs, I see it as just this one thing way over in the corner of what technology can do and he may think that he doesn't want it in florida i mean well, this is just politics we all know that uh but other country, countries will think that the surveillance part is actually super cool like in china for instance so cbdc's i think will be a thing and ironically to do them properly and have them program have them be programmable money as well you would need an unboundedly scaling blockchain like bsv is so uh
0: so as far as as far as BSV is concerned, CBDCs are a big opportunity.
1: They are, but like I said, such a small one. It's way over in the corner of all the other opportunities that are available in big data, are
0: pretty much across the board for BSV. I mean, one of the other things that's happened since since last year is the whole question of ordinals. Yeah, um, it's a complicated, complicated subject. But yeah, how do you think that the the arrival of ordinals on BTC and the yeah. extra money that miners are making and so on. What is the impact of that on the prospects of Bitcoin SV?
1: Well, I think it's great that, uh, I mean, the, the, the big lie that the core developers have propagated was that you couldn't do data on BTC. And in fact, it was true for a while there, but nobody knew how to do it. Uh, but the reason that, that was true is because they actually shut it off. original Bitcoin, which is what BSV is, it's always been available and it's always been there. And we've been able to do ordinals on BSV. In fact, we can do them way better than them right now today, cheaper and better. So I think what it's done is it's fractured the the sort of cult mentality inside BTC. And a lot of people realize they're being lied to. And I I think that's probably just a good thing for civilization.
0: (laughs) But do you think that ordinals are going to cause a split in the... BTC camp? Or will they just prove that the advantages of BSV over BTC? Or where do you see that going? I
1: can't predict because I don't know what they're going to do. And I actually, honestly, to be fair, I I paid almost no attention to crypto these days. I focus all my time on on data stuff. Like I only look at companies that are trying to solve real world world business problems.
0: There are a lot of new startups um, on Bitcoin SV, a lot of them coming through Block Dojo. Yep. Have you? How closely are you in touch with them, and what are your what what are you enthusiastic about well, that is coming through that program?
1: I got a lot of things that I'm involved with, so I'm not super close to them, but I am a shareholder. They're they're one of my portfolio companies, so I, I do get reports on them and stuff, and I, I do like their work, and uh, yeah, I, I I would like there to be more of those in the world because
0: in getting uh, blockchain adopted i guess there's sort of in a way two possibilities one is to take an ex- a large existing enterprise right. which which might even be a government yeah correct a, a, exactly and, and adapt it to blockchain yes. or you can start from scratch like the dojo dojo approach.
1: right and if you actually see all the different applications of this technology you realize that it, in some ways it might actually be easier to get more people paying attention to this technology by solving a big data problem in a big enterprise or a government. Why? Because you could design these systems in such a way that people don't even need to know that they're, they're using BSV. It's all the plumbing. It's, you're just using the data management and valuation capabilities inside a system that people are interfacing with in some way, but don't know that there's tokens floating around there, but managing it for them.
0: For most people who are not involved in any kind of tech business at the moment, the big news is AI. Yes. How big a development do you think that is? And, and how does it relate to Bitcoin SV and blockchain? Yeah.
1: AI is not really what's going on, though. It's basically very advanced machine learning is what's happening right now. And uh, I'm not an expert in, in this area, but I talked to Craig about it. Craig, and right. It's Craig's opinion that the integration of an unboundedly scaling data valuation platform like BSV and IPv6 will actually be the basis of advanced machine learning. It's actually all going to um, merge into being one system. Right. But he thinks it's a long, long, long way out. And the, the whole artificial intelligence means consciousness. And nobody's even close to figuring out how do you make, put consciousness into a machine. I mean, this is just really advanced machine learning. Have
0: you tried ChatGPT? <laughs> I, I know people say it feels like it, but it's not what's going on. I don't think anyone quite understands what's going on behind the scenes, but the results are pretty impressive, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering whether th- there's a danger that this could be the next big thing. Everyone was interested in Bitcoin and blockchain a few years ago, and now here comes something completely different, a big, shiny, new yeah, tech Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I mean, that, sure, that's how it works, but it, but they're not compatibles. I mean, they're not comparables. You're not, you're not going to solve the challenges that the internet has with artificial intelligence. You you need what BSV does to make the internet work better for artificial intelligence to work better. There there are things that will actually work together.
0: I was talking to some people at nChain, though, about how blockchain can actually be useful to AI or machine learning because it will uh, show where the data came from and that it it provides attribution, and that there may be a role for... Well, absolutely, the
1: providence of the data itself. Like, what's the history of this data? Because, I mean, that's the whole problem with machine learning. That's why some people say that these advanced machine learning systems, they're scouring the internet, they're not going to get smart. They're going to get dumb, because there's so much stupidity out there, right? So they're going to be like out there sort of averaging it all out and being just dumb machines. So... I mean, if you could actually use BSV to track the provenance at scale, so you'd have a system where
0: certain you know you you're going to weigh your data differently depending on its source, which you could prove. The other thing that has been going on this year a lot is uh, Dr. Craig Wright's court cases. Yeah, you're a huge uh, supporter of his on Absolutely. social media and everything.
1: Oh yeah, on social media, I, I'm not a fan of all his court cases. I actually wish that. Uh, uh, there was a lot less of that and a lot more focus on business. Right, but you... But I, of course I support him because he's right. That doesn't mean... Everything looks like a nail to Craig. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a couple of hammers in his hands, yeah, so...
0: Right, but, but on the other hand, it is consistent with your uh, BSV. Is, uh, apply, uh, the normal law applies to blockchain in the, in the way that it does to all other sectors. So he's uh, kind of proving that. Yeah, well, that's yeah.
1: Well, I think we would just have a difference in timing because I actually just don't think that all that stuff needs to be proven right now. I think uh, we could have proven and are proving with all the stuff that we're doing that the business cases are there, right. and then we could have sorted out the law a little bit farther down the road. But you know what I mean? Craig marches to his own drummer. So if uh, he's going to go ahead with something, of course, I'm still going to support the guy. Right. I don't have to agree with him to still be uh, you know have his back. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, you've been in this world for, for for quite a few years now, and you've obviously spent a lot of money supporting it. Is it. Were you expecting that there would have been some more returns on your investment by this stage, or wh- where do you see those returns coming from eventually?
1: I thought that uh, it would be a lot easier than it's turned out to be to explain to people why this technology is valuable, but that's because I didn't realize how much money people that don't want this technology are willing to spend to suppress it. And that was the thing I didn't take seriously. Uh, but you know what I mean? I'm in this game, I'm uh, looking at this as kind of like my last sort of big fun project. I'm, I'm having fun and uh, I think we're
0: winning, so. <laughs> so even if it takes another five years or 10 years or whatever? it will.
1: Yeah, it will. But things are going to change quickly over the next two years. But there's still going to be you know, evolution here. I mean, IPv6 is 20 years old. let so not forget that.
0: So it's a, it's a slow process, really. Yep, yep. yep. Um, well, thank you very much, Calvin. Let, let's just end by me asking you, for people who are watching the, the conferences next week, they can tune in online. What are, what are your final sort of reasons that you'd offer for people to not miss those? Three days next week. Well, first of all, I, you know, a lot of people should miss it because,
1: <laughs> you know, a lot of people just have no interest in what we're doing there. But if you're anybody that touches big data in any way in the world, you have to watch this, because if you actually understand what this technology can do, it will be an epiphany moment. I mean, it could change significant things. For instance, if you're a uh, in, a, in an industry sector of some sort, and you're a level two company, and you guys have never figured out how to get to the top level, this technology might be the secret that allows you to get a, the competitive advantage to catapult your enterprise up to be a level one enterprise in the, in the world. That's the kind of uh, shortcuts that a smart person could
0: find using this technology. Because they'd be replacing their current data storage methods and recording with cheaper... Right, and being able to do things you
1: couldn't do before. Now, blockchain's not gonna solve every problem you've got with big data, but for certain applications, you can use this technology to save a lot of cost, but also create more um, function. An easy one is the fact that you can have all your disparate databases now talking to each other and all managed by BSV, so you still control all the data so that you still have security over your data, but you can give people access to it and have it all talking together. That's impossible right now in a big enterprise without a technology like this. And that's why they
0: spend so much money trying to get these databases talking to each other in a secure way. So if you want to find out about that from a lot of experts next week, three days the London Blockchain Conference, all will be explained. (laughs) Thank you very much indeed, Calvin. Thank you thanks very much indeed to Calvin Air. There'll be no show next week because I, and I hope all of you, will be tuning into the London Blockchain Conference. But after the conference, I'll be back with a series of interviews I'll be recording there with some of the most interesting speakers. Until then, thanks for listening. And from me, Charles Miller, goodbye.